Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Thank you, Izzy, and it's time for a cafe coffee catch-up as well. And, well, we couldn't be more stoked to have this wonderful trainer who is doing amazing things over in Australia. Whether you're a racing nut or not, you would have heard us talk about Mwanga and Zaki, two absolute stars of the spring with huge profiles, and profiles which, you've got to say, have also helped lift the profile of this trainer who we'll speak to in a sec, to the very, very pointy end of Australian racing. Annabelle Neesham is a wonderful lady doing wonderful things over there in Australia, and we're really lucky to have her on the show this morning. Good morning, Annabelle. Morning, guys. How are you? Wonderful, thank you. Crikey, you've had a, you've had a heck of a spring so far, haven't you? A little bit of everything in there. <laughs> yeah, certainly uh, a lot of highs and uh, a few lows, but I suppose with the highs comes the lows, and it makes uh, the good days good days uh, even better but um, looking forward to the rest of the week that's for sure yeah exactly well you've obviously got Zaki and Moing we'll get on to them in a minute but just I guess the, a little bit of a backstory for for us on, on Annabelle Nation. so she obviously used to train uh, for Chris Waller well, not Chris Waller um, Kira Ma used to be with him and then you've gone out on your own and then just in a very short space of time you've just projected yourself to the very top of the ranks over there in Australia. Do you want to just explain to us a little bit more about that journey? Yeah, so um, originally from, from England and came out to Australia uh, about five and a half years ago and um, did a did, uh, first part with Gay Waterhouse major in Bot, which is amazing, and then um, took up a role with, with Kieran Maher and David Eustace and that sort of led to me being their assistant trainer in, in Sydney um, when they opened up a stable there. And, and uh, yeah, from, from there, sort of launched on my own just over a year ago. Yeah, what, what's the biggest challenge since you've been out on your own? Um, obviously, you've had some great support being with those, a, a good team, but now you're on your own. You've probably obviously got a good team around you. What's the biggest challenge when you go out on your own? Uh, probably, um, I suppose, initially not having someone like Kieran to bounce ideas off um you know the, mm. I suppose it's just being brave enough to make those calls yourself but um I felt like ready to ready to do that I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone out on my own if I didn't but um yeah I suppose sharing the lows with a, a big bigger team was probably a bit easier in their stable yeah. but um uh yeah I mean to be honest it's that that job I had was just an amazing launch pad into into what I'm doing now um it was really good uh, way to learn. I was running the stable up in Sydney, um, which was sort of removed from from the boys down in Melbourne. So um, I had a fair bit of responsibility, and I think that that has helped with that transition. Obviously, now running my own business, there's all the things that come with that, not just training, all the business mm. side of things as well. But um, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, nice, nice. And um, tell us a bit about Zaki. Zaki was obviously scratched early uh, in the morning of the Cox Plate, which was, wow, we were all bloody gutted because we wanted to see Zaki racing in, in the Cox Plate. But tell us about Zaki. How's, how's the horse pulled up in preparations um, heading into the weekend's race? 
yeah, he, put, he's, he had a temperature on the morning of and, and sort of, I suppose it's a good thing, but it, in some ways it makes it even more frustrating. That was actually the only temperature he spiked on the Saturday morning, never went up again, and his blood was blood picture was completely back to normal on Monday. So, um, you know, had it, ling- had it lingered on, I probably would have just put him in the paddock. Um, yeah. But the fact that he, he literally spiked a temp for a day, um, I sort of I kept going with him to see how he is, and it certainly doesn't seem to have knocked him around. Um, he's very fresh. Um, Jay Matt mm. came and galloped him last Saturday and, and this Tuesday, and um, you know he gave him the he gave him the tick. He had a thumbs up coming back in on Tuesday, and he, you know he felt off that work. We should be running him. So, um, like with like with all 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 our horses, if we're not completely comfortable with them, we don't run them. Um, but certainly. You know, even looking at him out on the track this morning, he's bright as a button, and um, yeah, I just can't wait to get him back to the track. It's a month between runs, but I and I've always ran him last prep, which is our first prep with him. He ran every couple of weeks, but um, I'll be interested mm. to see. He's always ran well first up, so I'll be interested to see how he is. You know, a month between runs, that that bit of freshness on his side. Nice. Yeah, I guess. Going back to that Cox Plate and picking up the temperature and, and things like that, is that just a huge part of training as well? You're just constantly evaluating your horses and seeing the fitness and obviously you work to a long-term plan, but then each day you've just got to, you've got to deal with what you've got. Is that, is that a real big part of it? Yeah, and, and you know, you try and leave no stone unturned. You do everything you can, but it's just a real reminder that, that they're animals and things go wrong. Mm. Um you know, if it was a perfect science, then um, I suppose it wouldn't be any sort of art to training. But I've, I really think there was nothing we could do about it. It's just one of those things. Um, um, and, and I suppose, you know, I'm learning from from the start that, that you, you get those disappointing days. But um, look, it's not the end of the world. We've still got the horse. He's happy and healthy and, um, and he's favourite for Group 1 on Saturday. So, um all is not lost, but uh, yeah, I was disappointed, particularly for, for Todd Pollard and, and Raphael Moscatani, who, who came down, you know, they, they did 14 days quarantine in Melbourne, sort of six, seven weeks ago, um, they've oh. been with the horse the whole way through, so it's really gutting for them, because I think he'd been favourite for the Cox Plate for about five months, so hmm. you're kind of hoping that come Cox Plate morning, you've still got the favourite, um, but uh, didn't expect for him to, to have that temp. Oh, a little sweetener of the McKinnon would, would be quite nice as well. You just mentioned Todd Pollard, of course, um, familiar to us here in New Zealand. He's come across and, <laughs> and joined your ranks just recently after being with Stephen Marsh here in, in Cambridge in New Zealand. How's Todd getting on? And and, uh, and we miss him over here. Uh, well, hopefully you're not going to have him back. Cause he's, <laughs> I'm hoping you're going to say he's very good. Um, no, very lucky to have him, obviously. A real talent, and um, he's been a great addition to our team. Um, it was, you know, it was a comfort. You know, Zaki's probably my best horse in the stable. So when you're sending them away in the times that we're in with COVID and what have you, um, I had to make that call whether what I did. And obviously, we've got quite a lot of horses in, in Sydney now, so I couldn't really turn my back on all of them just for, for one horse. So the beauty of having Todd is, you know, he's well capable of, of overseeing his prep and. It was great that uh, we won the Underwood um, under his care down in Melbourne, and yeah, he's, he's been a great asset. So we've actually swapped over. He's he's gone back up to Sydney. Um, we've got some nice runners 
in at Rose Hill tomorrow, um, and, and I just come down for the last week of the carnival. So, can you just explain to us how how you actually got a hold of Todd? What, how did that process work? Because he was obviously working here in New Zealand. Did you just headhunt him out, or how did that sort of come about? Oh, throw a bit of cash in. Got to be careful there. I don't know what to say. I can't really remember. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> I was looking for an assistant trainer, and his name kept popping up. Um, a lot of people recommended him. Um, I think even fellow Keely and Andy Andy Williams um, gave me a call and said this guy's great. And um, yeah, I had a couple of chats with him on the phone and. He said he was keen to come and, and explore uh, the racing in Australia as well. So, um, yeah, I don't think it was, it was probably only a couple of months later that he, that he arrived. Excellent. Oh, that's great journalism from, uh, from Baz McCullum. There we've got breaking news <laughs> on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. <laughs> no, I'm really joking. Hey, look, I want to ask you about Moonga. Moonga uh, said a you know reasonably solid uh, spring carnival as well. Um, you know how's Moonga looking preparations heading into Saturday? And you've got two of the great horses in one race. You must be um, pretty happy with that. Yeah, he's super. Um, I've actually just just got off him, um, uh, rode him this morning, and he's he's uh, very full of himself. Um, he's normally quite a reserved sort of horse. He's, he's normally quite quiet, but. Just noticed the change in him this week. Um, he's got a real spring in his steps. So he's had a great prep so far. He obviously he beat beat very elegant first up in in the group one wink stakes, which was a, a really big thrill, particularly as he's a you know yeah. still an entire. So um, although he was always going to get a place at stud, having won the Rose Hill Guineas, I think you know being a group one winner, weight for age as fourteen hundred, just probably enhanced his value and, and um, probably just secured his future a bit more in that department. But um, he was then massive in the Maccabi Diva going down by, I think it was about a neck to incentivise and, and uh, you know, his run in the Epsom with top weight was huge. So um, mm. but he's coming off the back of a, maybe, maybe on the day I was probably a little bit disappointed with his Cox Plate run, but when I look back through the replay, I think maybe maybe I rode him a bit close. Um, and I think I just think back to Flemington big track um, it won't be as soft as it was it was pretty soft at uh, Mooney Valley and I do think he prefers being on top of the ground so I'm pretty confident he's going to run a big race Ooh, nice. Nice. Right, so we're, we're friends <laughs> with uh, Richie Richie Moanga and obviously it's named after Richie Moanga and he's doing special things raising some money for Child Cancer Foundation I think um, does he have much involvement? Has he been hound you? I know he's a big, avid horse fan, and he's very, uh, you know, fortunate to be involved with with Maunga. No, it's just been amazing to have him involved. He's obviously absolute superstar on the pitch, and, and seems to be a superstar off the pitch as well. So, um, yeah, we've had a, a, a few messages back and forth. I know he's had contact with Jack, who's his, who's his strapper that, that looks after him. I know they have a bit of a bit of chat um, as well. So. He's, yeah, he takes um, great interest in him, and uh, I know uh, uh, sort of um, or heard it might have been on your radio station actually when um, we spoke to him after he won the Wink Stakes, and he, he actually you know can just hear the excitement in his voice. So um, yeah. yeah, it's just good that his namesake's a good horse, and we're not still um, trotting off around the country trying to win a maiden with him because uh, wouldn't been a, wouldn't have been much good calling the horse after after a superstar if it wasn't a superstar. <laughs> well, 
Annabelle, um, Izzy's got plenty of cash, and, and he's quite keen to go to the sales this year and buy, <laughs> buy Mwanga's brother. And if that's the case, he said he's only got two conditions. One is that you train it, and the second one is that J-Mac <laughs> has to ride it. So as long as, as long as you're good with that, we can probably make well, that. Well, have got money. that much money, mate. <laughs> you're going to need about $1.5 I reckon. <laughs> oh, hell. Oh, well, I'm more than happy, more than happy for that. <laughs> I mean, J-Mac's just riding out of his skin. You'd, you'd get him on every horse if you could. Um, but, uh, no, well, ho- hopefully you can get him. What's he going to call him? That's a great question. Um, have a name. Busy. <laughs> Might call him Busy. Busy. Baz and Izzy. <laughs> get busy. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, hey, Annabelle, you mentioned um, about J-Mac then. He's just having an unbelievable carnival, isn't he? And he's just seems to have gone to, to new heights. You know him so well. What, what is it that you think has made him what he is right at this point in time? Oh, he's just... Well, other than, the you know, the fact that on, a, on the back of a horse, he's just got so much talent. You can see he's just at one with every horse. You know, a lot of good jockeys are good, but, you know, occasionally they don't suit a certain horse. He just suits any horse. He can ride any horse. He's just got, he rides with that natural instinct, but he's, I think it's his competitiveness that, that um, really sets him apart. Um, you know, he, he won the derby on Sunday and he's on the phone, sorry, Saturday and he's on the phone to me Sunday sort of chasing a, a nice horse to ride that we've got back up in Sydney in a few weeks' time. <laughs> you know, his mind is always looking forward. Um, yeah. yeah. Spoke to him the day after the, the Melbourne Cup and he said, I haven't really... I hadn't let his hair down yet. He said, I've still got Nature Strip and Zaki to look forward to. So, you know, he just he's just the ultimate professional. Um, he's very, very competitive. And, and um, yeah, he's not, just a, he's not just a jockey. You know, he takes great interest in all, all of their pedigrees. And, and um, you know, I don't know what he'll do when he retires, but I'd say he'd make a good blood agent or a good trainer or, or, or whatever he wants to do because, yeah, he's just fully immersed in it. Well, if he keeps riding like he is and winning all that stake money, he won't need to do much other than sit back and enjoy the fruits of his labour. <laughs> hey, um, we'll let you go in a sec, Annabelle. But yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll let you go in a sec. But you did mention just before that you got quite a nice team elsewhere this weekend as well. Can you steer us into one outside of Mwanga and Zaki? Yeah, I've got a two-year-old running um, in the Golden Gift at Rose Hill tomorrow is called Nobel. I'm not sure what price he is now. I think he opened up at about eight fifty nine dollars um, I thought uh, his run, if you go back and watch his run at Mooney Valley on Cox Plate Day, actually J-Mac was on him. It was a very eye-catching run. He was a little bit caught for speed. It was 1,000 metres, um, but he closed off really well around third and sort of powered past the winner after the line and and, uh, yeah, back on a bigger track over 1,100. I think he'll run a big race. Beautiful. Well, $8. Thank you, Annabelle. I'll be right on that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you might not be 8.50 at the end of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, a huge thank you from us, Annabelle, for, for joining us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And we love what you're doing over there. And we, uh, yeah, we're big supporters of you. And, and we wish you all the very best this weekend with both... Mwanga and uh, and obviously Zaki as well. Thanks, awesome. Annabelle. Thanks for having me on, guys. That was Annabelle Nisham, who is doing amazing things over there in Australia in the training ranks so early in her career when she's been out on her own, but she's been around the game for a long, long time and has pedigree to just continue to dominate in the training ranks. Uh, 
Pretty awesome been having the opportunity to chat with her. Well done, Louis, for teeing that up. Excellent job yep. from the bleachers. Uh, that was also, of course, a McCafe coffee catch-up. So big thanks to McCafe for that. What um, is, I think we've got to shoot off to a break, don't we? What have we got coming up after yep. that, my friend? we got coming up. I'm just going to whip into a bit of All Blacks chat. They've got a new, uh, obviously, a, a side's been announced uh, overnight. So we're going to talk about that and just rip into it. And then, wait, they're up against Italy, but it's all about the experience, Coliseum, Pantheon, all that kind of things, mate. So we'll rip into a bit of that. We'll be back soon. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.